So for like two or three years, I was maybe working out once or twice a week. Um, but that's all changed. And again, it started by meeting these guys, waking up early in the morning. And now it's become a part of my ethos. Just like you said, you, you have to eat. Like I have to train. And like you said, not just for the physical benefits, but really for the mental benefits. I know that my wife is going to have a better husband when I'm training. My children are going to have a better father. So it's it's become a part of who I am in it hasn't always been that way. So I was in the same boat as a lot of the listeners here. Like I was putting work first. I was doing all this other stuff more so than putting my health first. And that has completely changed. And I honestly, I, I don't feel like it's ever going to change again because it's just part of who I am now. Thanks for joining me. This is Christopher Lockhead, Follow Your Different, where we celebrate the people, ideas, and companies that stand out. We are sponsored by our friends at Oracle NetSuite. Learn how to turbocharge the growth of your business today at netsuite.com slash different. On this episode, we hang out with my good buddy, professional athlete turned fitness trainer and entrepreneur. He's the founder of Paradigm Sport in beautiful Santa Cruz, California, the Joey Wolf. Joey is a trainer to superstar athletes, people like Mitch Hanger of the Seattle Mariners, uh, former UFC 185 champ Luke Rockhold, and Nat Young, the World Surf League's Rookie of the Year a few years ago. Uh, and Joey's also trained a lot of weekend warrior type athletes like you and me. Um, he's a great guy. He's made a huge difference in my life. And uh, I really enjoyed this conversation with him. I think you will too. We touch on Joey's seven keys to making fitness stick in your life so that it's not just a res- resolution. Um, and you'll get some very practical, tactical ideas that you can put in place today to improve your well-being. Go to Lockhead.com and check out the show notes for this episode to find um, Joey's key takeaways and, uh, and more. Now, hey-ho, let's go. Every year at the beginning of the year, you know, I, I show up at Paradigm and there's this huge influx of new people, faces I don't recognize. And then by plus or minus, I don't know, you'll tell me, February, you know, Valentine's Day, um, most of those new faces aren't really around. And that seems to be pretty typical in the gym business. And as a matter of fact, I just saw this morning on CBS News that apparently only 6% of people keep their New Year's resolutions. Wow. Uh, That doesn't surprise me. So what I really want to talk to you about today is how do we not be that person that's done by Valentine's Day? If we, whether it's a resolution or just a goal to get fitter or healthier, to train more often or to get, you know, get our physical self uh, where we would like it to be. How do I be the person that, you know, does that as opposed to uh, everybody else? Right. I think, the main thing is you have to have a plan, right? Everyone has good intentions at the beginning of the year, but if if you don't have a plan, then you're going to be the type of person that falls off by Valentine's Day. So just really getting clear on what, what your goals are, but not so much the result. Like, you know, when I assess people almost without fail, it's like, I want to lose 15 pounds. It's like, okay, great. Or 20 pounds, whatever, fill in the blank. But the where the conversation needs to go is like, what are the what are the behavioral changes we need to make to get you to achieve those goals? And so when you're setting up a plan, you need to be thinking about that. What are what are some behavioral changes I can be making to make my goal a reality? And so I stay with this not just, you know, to February but through the end of the year hopefully. So, and you know, obviously, you know, owning a gym, I love I love to exercise, I love working out, but 
get, before I even opened this gym, getting in a routine was hard for me because I was trying to build my business as you saw. Um, so getting in a regular routine was hard for me and it wasn't until for me, there were a few things that I did that made it easier for me to do. One of those things was finding someone to work out with. I, by nature, am not an early morning person. And so once I found some workout, a group of guys that work out early, they, they, you know, they all own businesses. So they had to work out early in the morning. And so for me, it was finding a group of guys that were like-minded, that were kind of goal oriented and driven and then adjusting my schedule around them. And so now I've become an early morning workout person. So, um, I know for me, that was hugely helpful. And so that, that's a big one, right? How do you, if you're not a morning person and, and if you're like me, where essentially if I don't train in the morning, the likelihood it's going to happen is almost zero. Right. Uh, and so I really need to do it. If not very first thing, then close to first thing. If you're not a morning person and you are like me or maybe like you, how do you flip flip your life so that you can actually train in the morning what did you what did you do well for me again it was it was working on those guys so it's one thing like if i say i'm gonna get up early in the morning at 5 a.m and do work like i'm gonna work on whatever a, a, a blog post or something like that like the chances of that happening are not very good just because again like i said i'm not a morning person but if i know i'm gonna stand somebody up like i'm going to get up whether i'm tired or not whether i got four hours of sleep five hours of sleep whatever i'm gonna get up so if i'm meeting somebody that's what's gonna hold me accountable but I knew that I had to have that to, to get up early. And I mean, today's New Year's Day. I was up at seven o'clock to go ride my mountain bike. Like now it's just become part of who I am. But it took it took me years to get there. Um, but it, 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 it took some consistent effort on my part. So I still hate waking up early in the morning, believe it or not. Like people look at me like, oh, you're a morning person. No, I'm not. Like I am not a morning person. I never have been. But like you said, there's things that happen throughout your day, especially if you're a business owner, they're going to derail your day. So if I don't get it in early, the chances of it happening are not good. And for you personally, the big part of that was having a quote unquote accountability partner. Exactly. Having you, someone there that was going to work out with me because yeah. I just, I didn't want to stand them up. Well, and it's interesting because I've asked you to be my accountability <laughs> partner because the thing that I am uh, dislike about myself the most in this in this sort of realm is inconsistency. I get really into it. I train really hard for three months, six months, whatever. And then for whatever reason, I get distracted or maybe I get injured and then I get a little derailed and I get off track and I maybe gain a few pounds. You know, and I feel like I'm on this seesaw, right? And I think having an accountability partner, I know that if if you're going to be on my ass, that's a good thing for me. Right. And I just, I think again, going back to the beginning, like you have to have a plan. And so like for you, because we've talked about you, like you, you, we've worked out in the past and there was things that would come up, some injuries that would set you back. So maybe not getting like overly optimistic about what we're going to be doing and, and really being realistic with it. So for you, it may be, Hey, let's work out for 30 minutes a day four days a week like for you that's a win because it's, it's getting you consistent with your workout we're not going hard for two hours you know seven days a week and then by week two you you can't do anything because your body's broken down so i think people need to be really clear with like you know where they're starting from everyone everyone that's listening to this is coming at this from like a different level right some are already maybe working out a little bit some haven't done anything for years so just getting clear on that and so for the people that haven't done much for a long time I would, I would set aside 30 minutes. If you can do 30 minutes and it doesn't have to be going to the gym, it could be going on a walk, just something, but really map out a plan of what it is you want to do. Like before I came over here, I was mapping out my year. You know, I, I, so last year, I think I told you I worked out, uh, what was it? Uh, 298 times. So that breaks down like just under six days a week. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't always going to the gym. It was, you know, it was boxing. It was, uh, you know, riding my mountain bike, going on runs. Um, so there's so different... being physically active, yeah, not necessarily working it, out. Exactly, Be- and because I think for a lot of people, they don't like going to the gym. Like either it's an intimidating environment for them, or they just don't enjoy doing it. They don't know what to do, um, and so pick an act, an activity that you like on and uh the day after christmas my family we all played uh ultimate frisbee we played for like an hour and a half it was unbelievable super fun but uh i wore a, a heart rate monitor as i was doing it and i, I burned like over 700 calories doing it so um that, and you were just having fun on the I, beach yeah with family my kids were playing i have a six-year-old and a four-year-old boy uh both boys and they were out there playing with us it was awesome so those boys don't have any energy do they <laughs> exactly trying to keep up with them is exercise in itself <laughs> okay so i gotta have a plan Mm-hmm. I got to be realistic in my plan. So if you're me, uh, I, I generally throw myself into it and then injure myself. So right. I need to stair step up into it. Right. right. So I've, I have a plan and I have goals. Now, the interesting thing about the goals I find is, you know, it can if you have that goal of losing 15 pounds or 20 pounds or whatever it is, um, if you get on the scale after week one or week two and nothing's happening, or maybe you see something happen in the beginning and then it levels off, like those sort of particularly lose weight oriented goals seem to disempower a lot of people. Right. So maybe help me with what are the kinds of goals that work best for people? So I would, again, I would, I would center around behavioral goals. So what are some things you can do? So one of the first things I'll do with a new client is how many days a week can you realistically get in? And they tell me the answer to that. And if it's two days a week, it's two days a week, whatever. But then we, then I go and schedule them. So what I would do is I would, you know, for our listeners, get a calendar, get a calendar out and and mark out the days that you want to work out. If it's a, maybe a Monday, Tuesday, a Thursday, Friday, it's kind of a nice split. It's four days a week. You got a Wednesday break and you take a break on the weekend. Um, just write down the days of the week that you want to work out. And I got to plan that. I, I can't willy nilly that. I no. can't wait to the, you know, Wednesday morning to decide what I'm going to do Wednesday or any of that. Correct. Like I already have my my week mapped out. I've texted my boxing coach. Like I, I know what I'm going to be doing this week. I knew I was going on a bike ride today. I knew that three, three or four days ago. So literally get a calendar out, map out what days you want. If you're someone that travels a lot, you're flying on a on a Thursday. You know you're not working out that day. Maybe your flight's early, or maybe you you think, hey, I can actually I can right when I get to my hotel room, I'm going to go to the hotel room. I'm going to sweat for thirty minutes, but just map out exactly what you're wanting to do, um, and 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 then you have it all written down. Because I think a lot of times, like people don't want to work out like they're well-intended like you and I may be having a couple glasses of wine the night before and be like oh this sounds great and then the next day it's like I don't this is like the last thing I want to do but again because we had a conversation we had a plan to do it I'm going to do it but people lose their motivation very easily so if it's written down it's going to help hold you accountable And, and I find for me it has to be in my calendar uh, my assistant Candy has to see it there she has to know that's blocked out sacred time to your point when I travel when I'm on my game and I, you know, try hard to be, I look at where am I traveling and I see, is there a yoga studio? Is it somewhere maybe that's really great to go for an early morning run? Uh, is there a great boxing gym or martial arts studio that I can drop in on a class? Like I, for me, if I find, if it's just like going to the hotel, like most hotel gyms, I mean, some of them are, it's getting better, of course, but some of them are pretty dingy. And, and, and so I, I guess my point is I also, when I'm traveling, try to do what you're describing, which is think ahead, find a yoga studio, find a martial arts studio, find a running route. And so I'm already planning, like I'm, I'm traveling this coming weekend 
And I'm already thinking to myself, okay, so what is it I'm going to do when I get down to LA and where am I going to be? And maybe I should find a bot, you know, et cetera. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I obviously I geek out when I travel on gyms. I, I like to see what other gyms are out there. So, uh, you know, we went to Hawaii this past summer and uh, I, I just like you talked about, I go on and I look and see, okay, what gyms are out there. And uh, obviously Santa Cruz being the birthplace of CrossFit, I'm very aware of CrossFit and I've taken some CrossFit classes and I feel comfortable enough in a gym setting to modify exercises if need be. Um, but that's always a good one. So it's nice to, if you, you can look at a CrossFit or an Orange, there are different types of gyms where you know you're kind of getting you know what you're getting when you when you go to them but i do the exact same thing before i travel i look up you know where am i going what what types of gym offerings are there and, and i and, and that way i know what i'm getting myself into yeah so always being on your plan and really making it a staple of um your lifestyle i mean the the way i try to wire my brain is well you know i'm not gonna go five days without eating right right exactly and if I view training like eating, because I, 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 what makes me crazy for myself is I know I'm a better person when I train. Right. I, I just forget the physical benefits for a minute, but just the mental benefits, how happy I feel. I feel better in my body. Uh, and if I go, you know, a week or God forbid, two weeks without really doing much, I start to feel like a fat slug. Right. And, and you know, you and I have talked about this before when we created the POV for, uh, for Paradigm. It was... You're really what we're trying to do with our clients is change their ethos and even for myself like even as a gym owner it's kind of embarrassing to say this but like when we oh i mean i spent so much time working and trying to build our the clientele to actually open a brick and mortar and have our own facility so for like two or three years i was maybe working out once or twice a week um but that's all changed and again it started by meeting these guys waking up early in the morning and now it's become a part of my ethos just like you said you you have to eat like i have to train and like you said not just for the physical benefits but really for the mental benefits i know that my wife is going to have a better husband when i'm training my children are going to have a better father so it's it's become a part of who i am and it hasn't always been that way so i was in the same boat as a lot of the listeners here like I was putting work first. I was doing all this other stuff more so than putting my health first. And that has completely changed. And I honestly, I, I don't feel like it's ever going to change again because it's just part of who I am now. Yeah, it's like the other thing I try to tell myself is I can't operate my vehicle without putting gas in it, right? Mm. I can't operate my life without going and training. And also for me, and this may not be the same for a lot of other people, but um, martial arts, Right, doing so, I, where, the, where you're hitting and, and you're getting like you're getting it out, you're getting the shit out, right? right. Like it just it feels physically satisfying to, at least in my case, to to hit a bag. You know, in some ways, anger is my happy place, and I get all that out. Like, you know, when we trained yesterday, I, I got home afterwards, and you know, I was tired. We trained for two hours, cardio, kickboxing. I mean, real training. Um, and even though I was tired, I just, I felt so great. Like, first of all, I, you and I had a ton of fun together. Right. Second of all, I sweat my hoo-hoo off <laughs> and my body just feels better and I feel like I'm a better human being. And I think, I think that's what we all want, right? Right. Uh, absolutely. All right. What are the other things I should keep in mind as I, as I stay focused on, on my, on my program here? I, so I know I mentioned, you know, you can get training in or exercise in 
outside of a gym setting, but sometimes going to a gym is nice. Like one of the things that's great that we do, and there's a lot of gyms in, you know, all over the place that do this, but is having classes. You know, I think for a lot of people, what I hear is I, I don't, when I go to the gym, I don't know what to do. It's like, okay, well then you should be going to a gym where they offer classes. That way you don't need to know what to do. You, you follow, you know, you follow the instructor, instructor's lead and, and go from there. And then that's how I really got into training. I was working with a personal trainer and the guy was awesome. And when I wasn't working out with him, I would kind of replicate the workouts that him and I were doing together. And I found that I liked it. And that's kind of how I got into this. But, um, you know, I didn't necessarily know what to do, but this guy was kind of showing me and it, and it obviously changed my life. Um, so going to, going to a gym where there's classes you can do. And not only that, the social benefits of that as well. Like there's so many great people. I know at our gym, it's, it's incredible. The people are, are made, they're like part of my family. And I've seen relationships cultivated within the walls of our gym. You know, people are, I mean, they, they become like best friends. And so, um, I mean, who doesn't want more friends? I, I feel like that's a, that's a huge plus. Well, and just to echo your point, the first of all, the boot camp style classes are fun because mm-hmm. you're moving around, you're doing different things. So it's not like you're just standing there, you know, doing bench presses or curls or whatever, right? You're moving around, you're doing all sorts of different kinds of activities. We're social animals. You know, one of the things that blows me away is the biggest punishment other than death we give people in our society is to lock them alone in a room with themselves. Mm-hmm. That's how badly we need each other. And so I think you're absolutely right. When you're training in this kind of uh, boot camp class environment, you know, egging each other on or maybe being a little competitive or, or just being supportive. And and yeah, you're right. I mean, I've made a lot of friends as a result of going to Paradigm. Right. And so it, it, let's, let's just assume maybe someone doesn't want to go to a gym center, do that. Um, having a workout plan if you're going to go do the, do it on your own i think that's that's huge too before i met that trainer that i was referring to um i was getting a, a program online by a guy named christian thibodeau he's a, he's a fellow canadian um and he had a he had like this yeah like a uh like a body transformation program so it was a one-year program and i remember doing that for a year i put on like 25 pounds of muscle it was insane um but i remember waking which up which is a lot because you're already a very manly <laughs> yeah. muscly <Yeah>. man <laughs> <laughs> well thank you but uh he uh but I woke up in the morning and I would like, I remember waking up, like looking forward to going to the gym to, to do the next program. So, um, so yeah, just going back to the calendar, having your calendar marked out, like what, are, what, you know, what are the days I'm going to work out this week? What am I going to do specifically on those days? Um, I think all of that's really going to help. Yeah. I also got to take my hat off to you. There's somebody in my life who's gotten to know you recently and know Paradigm recently who is in love with you because you helped transform her life. And that's my sister-in-law. And it's a pretty extraordinary thing. I mean, you tell me, but for somebody in their 50s to start a program and in about nine months... She has totally transformed her life. Completely transformed her life. And you can see it kind of going back to this whole idea about behind ethos. Like you can tell this has become like a top priority for her, but she has, I mean, physically she looks completely different. And obviously there's a huge nutrition component, which we haven't talked about, but she's, she's done that as well. But she's, she's, she's a regular now. She comes in all the time and she has, I mean, she'd lost a lot of weight prior to meeting us. But since coming to Paradigm, she's, I think she's lost another 15 or 20 pounds. So yeah, she looks great. But again, she's consistent with it. And she's she's one of our small group personal training members. So she we get her on our calendar in advance and she comes in and it's, it's, a, it's a set appointment and she knows she has to be there and she rarely misses. Um, so yeah. So she's, again, she's that awesome. accountability it, thing is exa- huge. Exactly. 
And I, I think it's true of any, like, look, obviously I love training, uh, but there are things in my life that I don't really enjoy that much. But, um, you know, if I'm going to do them, like for, for my new year's resolution this year is, is really understanding my finances, and my business. Like that's not something that comes easy to me, but I know that I have set appointments. I have, a, I have an appointment actually with my business coach tomorrow at four o'clock to, to review that. So I know that if I'm going to get good at this and I'm serious about this goal, then I need to start treating it just like I do with my clients with their training. Yeah. All right. What are the other key things I should be thinking about? I think the the last thing that I would say is um, is is share, just like I just shared that information on this podcast. Like yeah. that holds me accountable. So um, you know, if you're serious about doing this, I would you know either talk to those closest to you. I know some people kind of mention things on social media. They'll say, "Hey, I'm doing this. You know, this is my this is my New Year's resolution," and so they'll put it on social media. If you're not a social media person or you just don't feel comfortable putting it out there, which I completely understand, just share with those closest to you. Like, let them know what you're doing. And I think just by telling people that you're doing that, that's going to help you feel more accountable to what you're doing. Now, I'm curious to ask you. I, I noticed something happened for me. Uh, it had been a, quite a while since I was on a surf trip, and you know, I love surfing here, and just you know, you're busy doing life and and um, recently booked a surf trip and a group of buddies and I are going to go in April and we're going to go and surf for a week and uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. And the second I did that, like I put down my credit card, I was like, oh, shit. You know what? I don't, we're going in April. You know, I, I don't want to show up there fat. I don't want to show up there not on my surf game. And so all of a sudden my entire headset changed. And so... You know, I've noticed that in the past when I've done marathons or I shouldn't say marathons. I've done one marathon, (laughs) but even like a 10K race or a 5K race or whatever it is, or in the martial arts realm, you say, well, in two months, I'm going to do a belt test. And then all of a sudden, you know, shit gets real. And so uh, what are your thoughts on kind of picking some kind of an activity like that as a, as a motivator? I think that's a, that's a great idea. Um, And I've done that. There's a, in here in Santa Cruz, they're doing it. They do a half Ironman. I've done a couple sprints. I think I've done maybe one Olympic, but a, a buddy of mine said, Hey, this guy I know is going to be doing this. And I told him I'm going to do it. So I said, cool, I'm going to do it too. And so I, again, get, setting a plan. I, I know the, the head uh, swim coach at UCSC that of the three events, that's by far my worst. So I reached out to him and said, Hey, do you do lessons? So I've got a, I'm going to schedule an appointment with him. Um, I've got a group of guys that I'm going to be doing that with, but yes, absolutely. Like I've, we, I've done some Spartan races in the past. I'm going to do do another one in June, but yeah, that absolutely it's, it's a kind of a, it's, you put it on your calendar. It's like, this is going to force me to, to, to get, to get my training going. So yeah, I love that idea. Uh, how did you like the Spartan races? It's funny. I've, so I've done, I've, I've done three of them. I've done, um, the super, I'm not sure if the super is the eight mile one or I always forget the, the distances, but anyway, there's an eight mile one in, in Monterey. And, uh, I, I, I did it like three years ago. And when I was doing it the second time, the next year, I remember thinking like, this is so miserable. Like, why do I do this? Like, why am I doing this to myself? But it's like, it's like pregnancy, right? It's like giving, giving birth. It's like, they forget about like my wife hated the giving birth to our first child. And I was like, it looks like we're only have one child, but then six months, she just forgets about how miserable it was. That's don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing what I was doing to, (laughs) to delivering a baby, but that's how I felt. So 
I and I'm going to do it again this year. So I yeah. mean, they're hard in the moment, but they're so rewarding when they're when you're done with them. And it's fun. I mean, there's a good group of people out there. Everyone's really encouraging. Um, they're super fun, uh, but they are hard. I mean, it been, they have they have shorter distances. I've done a sprint before at AT&T Park, which wasn't as hard. Uh, but you know, we're I'm going with some guys that are pretty motivated. I think our team finished in the top five. So these guys are like pretty intense. And and that that whole Spartan Race community is a pretty cool community right it's really cool i mean you get some very type a people uh very motivated people but there's people out there too that that don't look like they do a ton of exercise and it's great to see them and everyone's really encouraging so you honestly you get all different shapes and sizes there yeah so whether it's a spartan race or a surf trip or uh half iron man whatever it is exactly pick something that's gonna because there's no getting away from that and again if you do it with a friend or a couple friends and we're all gonna go do that x activity in six months four months three months whatever you don't want to be the you don't no, want to be the <laughs> exactly i mean it's it's like suffer suffer now or suffer later right so if you're if you do an event like that and you don't train it's going to be miserable when you're when you actually do an event but if you you know if you take the time to do you know do a little bit of suffering leading up to it it's going to make the event so much more you know fun yeah now if i'm somebody that's new to this or maybe it's been a while since i've been getting into this and i'm thinking okay I should join a gym maybe, or maybe I want to get a personal trainer or both. Um, you know, what advice do you have for people in, in picking a gym and picking a trainer? That's a good question. So uh, training is kind of funny because the, the, the barrier to entry is so low. So it's, so it's hard to tell, which was part of why I didn't want to get into it to start was I just felt like there was a huge negative connotation behind personal training, but you know, I've been doing it for 10 years now. Things have come a long way. Um, and so mainly just making sure that your trainer is certified. There's really three, I mean, there's a ton of certification companies, but there's three that I feel like are, are the, are kind of the premier ones. And one of them is uh, American college of sports medicine. So it's ACSM. Um, the other one is, uh, NSCA, the national strength and conditioning association. Hold on, slow down the national, what <laughs> strength and conditioning association. Okay. So the NSCA. And then uh, uh, NASM, uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine. So those three are 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 are, are the best ones in my opinion. Um, so, and so if I'm a trainer and I'm certified by one of those three, chances are I'm a pretty good trainer. It, it definitely helps your chances of being a good trainer. Yes, I mean, really, it's it's like anything else. It's like how passionate is the trainer about it? How much continuing education are they are they doing? Um, and then some of the best trainers I've found, they, they, they went to college to do it. So whether they got a kinesiology degree or some sort of exercise science degree. Um, and it's, again, I look, I don't have, I don't have those degrees. I have, I have a certification. Um, so I, but I would definitely look at that because if, if they have one of those three certifications, you at least know they've done some educating. Um, but I would ask questions. I would ask questions about what type of continuing education stuff they're doing. Um, there's a company called Functional Movement Screen, FMS. It's like an assessment that we take our clients yeah, through. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, so that's something that a lot of trainers will get. So if, if I'm talking to somebody and they've, they've talked about, yeah, I do, I've kind of, I'm FMS certified and I've got a certification through NASM or one of those three that I mentioned earlier, like I would think, okay, this person's at least kind of doing doing the right things. The other thing, I mean, I certainly was obvious when I first met you, you're a former professional athlete, mm-hmm. right? And so, and I've always liked to train with, you know, people who, in my opinion, are the real deal. I mean, as a former baseball player, uh, you know, uh, I've trained with uh, former UFC fighters, uh, you know, karate champions, boxing champions, uh, m- you know, highly trained military guys and gals on on the martial arts and combat side. And 
uh, you know, so whatever it is, I always look for somebody that's got like no bullshit, very real, you know, was in the pocket kind of experience. Yeah, I, I, again, it depends on the person. So I think maybe sometimes I scare people, but for someone like you, we obviously clicked and it, and it works. Um, Do you scare them just because your shoulders are so giant? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I try to be empathetic. I mean, I, I look, I've, if I'm working with someone like Luke or, you know, a, a mom that hasn't trained in three years, like I try to have empathy and meet or meet the client where they are. And so, yeah. um, but I think that's a skill set that you don't get that from a book. You know, that's just something that you just get through, through having good social skills and knowing how to talk to people. And, and, but really, like I said, having, having empathy. Well, and you've made a huge difference for me in that regard. I mean, not only do you bring your expertise, but you know, I've had some serious physical challenges. I've got my, you know, twitchy problem. And, you know, finally I figured out what that is and I'm now on, uh, on a medication that really makes a difference, but it, it really changed it. You know, I have limited range of motion because of my neurological problem. And, and you are the only sort of person in the personal training world that really gave a shit about me as a human being. And when, when I kept getting injured, you're like, okay, there's something wrong here. Mm -hmm. Mechanically, there's something wrong. And ultimately that led to my diagnosis with my condition. And so, you know, I think your high level of empathy is one of the things that sets you apart. And I want you to know, I, I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And, and that, that's, that's, you know, there's certain things that are out of my scope of practice. And when we were working together, it was like, God, I want to help this guy, but this keeps happening. This doesn't seem normal. And that's, you know, and that, and to me, it was like, it was like a no brainer. Like we need to get him help. And I think that's another thing that a good trainer will do is they'll, they'll build their network. So I have relationships with several chiros and physical therapists around town. Um, because I know that, you know, if it's, it comes to like helping someone lose weight, get them stronger, help them move better. Absolutely. I'm your guy. But if there's things that are outside of that scope, then I need to make sure that I have a good, and not just people but really good people that know what they're doing um, because they're an extension of, of of me and of paradigm and so on make sure that our clients are well taken care of yeah that's awesome joey anything else you think people should be focused on if they want to really take their f physical well-being to the next level I, I think the last just the last thing i'd say is just don't be hard on yourself about it like you know we're all human and we're going to fall off track. And, you know, the one thing that I struggle with is nutrition. Um, you know, believe it or not, given my field, but I love to eat and I love to eat foods that aren't necessarily the healthiest choices, but, um, it's when I'm beating myself. You mean people who are somewhat of Latin descent like to eat a lot of really yummy food? Is that what you're telling yeah, me, yeah, Mr. Exactly, Wolf? <laughs> exactly. So I, I, so I just feel like, you know, if you, if you miss a workout, that's okay. Like get back on track. Like it's a marathon, not a sprint. And, uh, and I think that's really what, it, what it boils down to. Like you talked about when the people fall off by February, it's, it's like they have this short sighted mindset and you really have to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. And as corny as it sounds, well, if, you know, losing 15 pounds is a goal and you get there, that's really great. Or, you know, in martial arts, if you have a belt test that you pass or a CrossFit thing that you do or a, or a, a Spartan race or whatever, whatever it is, those achievements along the way are great and are good things to go do. But the truth is the real reward is most days feeling pretty good, feeling strong, walking around like you got a body that, you know, you can do the shit you want to do and you feel good about the way you look and your pants aren't too tight. Right. Like that you just feel good in your body. Right. And, yeah. and just maintaining the those because a lot of people do they'll 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 get motivated they'll hit their goal and I'm, I've been guilty of this too and then they kind of fall off track and that's why when you and I talked it's like if we can really get people to not just change physically but psychologically 
change and kind of become this person, um, that's really when you've won. Yeah, and in that regard, I really feel like fitness is part of life design. Absolutely. Right? If you sort of take a 360-degree view of life, your body and your well physical well-being is a huge part of it. And, you know, the flip side is, I don't know if this has happened to you, but, you know, if you look in the mirror and, and you say negative things to yourself about yourself, like you're also destroying yourself esteem, right? So it's like, well, you can either work on trying not to say shitty things to yourself in your head about your physical well-being and your body, or you could just make your body awesome. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. Anything else, Joey? No, no that's it. Well, thank you, brother. Yeah. I, uh, you made a huge difference in my life. You make a difference to so many other people. Uh, you've created a really special pre- place at uh, Paradigm, and uh, I appreciate you spending this time with me. Th- thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. Whew. I hope that one helps you get uh, get your head straight. I know Joey helps keep my head straight <laughs> and my body move, moving. And uh, again, thank you so much. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, feel free to email blackhole at lockhead, L-O-C-H-H-E-A-D.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Lockhead and on Instagram at Lockhead. All right. We would like to thank... Paradigm Sport, the Athlete Training Center in beautiful Santa Cruz, California. Train like it matters. Check it out at ParadigmSport.com. Niche Down, How to Become Legendary by Being Different, the number one Amazon bestseller by Heather Clancy and myself. Check it out on Amazon. Uh, It's a new year. It's time to niche down. The amazing people at OneLifeFullyLive.org. This is an incredible nonprofit where we help you dream, plan, and live your best life. Check it out, onelifefullylived.org. Now, uh, entrepreneurs are reading growwire.com. Growwire is the new place to check out stories of innovation. Uh, I blog there from time to time. Lots of great content. There's a a Growwire podcast. There's a Growwire YouTube show. Check out growwire.com. Now, are you feeling a little whelmed? Overly, that is? Maybe it's time to leverage the power of a virtual personal assistant. Why not check out Bottleneck Virtual Assistance at bottleneck.online today. Uh, Now, are you in the B2B space? Are you in the technology industry? Check out Atrenet, A-T-R-E dot N-E-T. These folks have been building B2B websites for uh, a couple of decades now, and man, oh man, do they rock. If you want your website to represent your company like your best spokesperson, check out atre.net today. And another uh, nonprofit that I love, the Front Row Foundation at frontrowfoundation.org. These folks work with people, often young people, who have life-threatening diseases to give them an experience that they will never forget. And uh, man, it makes a huge difference. Check out frontrowfoundation.org. All right, I need to remind you that this oddcast is a whole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network, and we'd love it if you shared the shit out of it. Make no mistake. Uh, The biggest thing you can do to say thank you, the biggest thing you can do to support us, if you like us, if you get any value at all, is to share this podcast on social media and or email it to your friends. We must remind you that all rights do remain disturbed. And this podcast, or oddcast as the case may be, is clearly produced in a studio that does contain nuts. Uh, Don't forget to teach fitness. Train like it matters, because it does. Don't be lame. Get out of the passing lane. Listen to Tom Waits. Practice turning off your smartphone. Only buy pasture-raised, free-range eggs. 
Thank you so much, Candy Dandy. I love you, Mom and Dad. And hey, Colin, this oddcast really ties the room together, doesn't it? Today, our deepest apologies go out to Marcus Rust, CEO of Roseacre Farms. Sorry, Marky, we just ran out of time for you. That's it. Thank you so much for hanging out. And uh, till next time, follow your different. 